used to I used to do that with MMOs. I would make characters that look like people, coworkers, <laughs> and I would then make the I would then steal their name and roll around with them. And then, especially when I tell convince them to play the game, then I'd roll up with them and be like, "Hey, how's it going?" And they'd be like, "Wait a minute, what?" <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to another Dead Pixel. I'm your host, Joe, and with me today, the man who knows his way in and out of any editing software, uh, the man who can actually forge and Photoshop any paycheck so he can get any apartment he wants, Nick. How are you doing, Nick? Yeah, um, yeah. apartments are notoriously bad at being able to read checks for some reason. Um, I don't know why that is, uh, but uh, yeah, you can you can skate by on a lot. Um, I learned almost everything I know from the movie Catch Me If You Can. Um, all of those rules and uh, tricks of the trade still apply, even though it's a old movie and it's about an even older time. Um, so yeah, a, fa- a time before a time before cell phones and yeah, back when things were way easier to uh, to pretend to forge. Yeah, just a bathtub full of checks. That's what I got, you know, in the other room right now, and. Uh, it's uh they're they're working I'm working on them and be a uh, in new apartment uh this time next week. It was just funny. I just ended up uh I read something about a guy photoshopping his uh pay stubs in order to get it because most apartments require x amount of rent uh per month and you know just like a bank would be like, "Well, you don't obviously you can't afford to pay us um pay off a loan for x amount like 2 grand a month." But uh, you can, or like you know a hundred you know one thousand five hundred a month, but you can go ahead and pay two grand for your apartment. You know, mm. it's just like it doesn't make much sense, and it's kind of a broken system. Uh, yeah. I've been in places where I I need that apartment, and so we just end up having like a roommate who doesn't actually exist. <laughs> uh. And so uh, I've had a buddy on paper uh, at you know like technically they live at my place, but they don't. <laughs> Hmm. That's <laughs> yeah. pretty good. I mean, as long as you have somebody that's willing to, uh, I don't know, say that they so want to live there, and they, they don't, like, and they don't, they trust me enough that I'm not just going to bounce and leave them with an apartment. That today. that is something that I would probably not be involved with, even as well as I do know you. But uh, you know, there's all kinds all right, of. At least I know people. where the, the the line in the sand is drawn, and then I know when to cut your brake lines. Yeah. Oh, speaking of brakes, um. My uh, my dad and I just uh, redid the brakes on my truck uh, this past weekend, and I'd never done that before. I I would have never like approached it, but he was like, "It's really not that hard," and I was like, oh, "Okay, I guess uh, I guess we can see if I don't die." And it, it really wasn't all that hard. You had to get the wheel off and do all this stuff, but but once you actually just took the brake off and put the new one on, it's like, "Okay, that's all that there really is to it." Did you did you uh, bleed the lines? We didn't need to. We didn't need to. Um, okay, you probably should though, because if you haven't done it before, um, most definitely an important thing. You know, you know, I know some people never bother. All they do is add fluid, and they've never actually bothered. You know, uh, bleeding their brake lines. But I mean, I've been. Uh, my father taught me that, and I was doing helping him since I was like five. <laughs> He's like, you need someone to press and hold the pedals. Now they have uh, a one-way valve, so you can actually just do it yourself. It just takes a lot more running around to do it. Uh, but it was, uh, yeah, it's not that difficult. It's just time consuming. And that's the biggest problem with a lot of maintenance is just like, oh, do you have the time and what's more valuable, your time or 
the money it takes. But, you know, so that's cool, though. You're able to save some money and uh, get some quality time in with your father. Yeah, the brakes were not that expensive. They were only like 36 bucks. Um, so I saved a lot because it would have been like, he said, thought it'd be like 200 or something. I don't even know what it would be to have somebody change it, but it was, it was going to be a bit. So it was good savings. I'm glad I, I'm glad to have it done. And uh, got to do it again, I guess, in like five years or something like that. I don't know. But, yeah, um, that's what's going on with me. How about you, Joe? What do you got going on? Uh, family's getting over the plague. So uh, uh, I got sick again thanks to the kids, and the kids got sick again. And we're finally on the mend, so that's why we're recording this a little bit late. Uh, so this is uh, episode 52. So we've been going at it for, believe it or not, two years. Uh, and we have like squat to show for, but <laughs> we have our dedication. We, so therefore, we win. We have better lights. Uh, we have better production quality. Um, and uh, yeah, we have uh, a lot of good, a lot of cool stuff like, like that. So yeah, there's a there's a bit to show for it. Um, could you, be more. You moved but... up in apartments, so that's always a, that's always a plus. Yeah. Yep. And uh, yeah, but it, it's it's been good. It's been a good, uh, it's been a good two years so far. Finally made a year's worth of episodes, uh, but that's okay. We'll just, uh, just plug it along here. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, it's just, you know, outside of being sick and just completely wrecking my time with, uh, any schedules and trying to be like, Hey, Starfield's coming out. Cool. I'll get, I'm just going to nestle up, get some good quality game time in. And it's like, nope, that entire, uh, opening you know, like, you know, a couple of days just shot the crap. So, mm. uh, but you know, it can't be helped. Uh, everyone's doing better now. So yeah. Uh, thanks for asking. And all right. Uh, well, speaking about things shot to crap, uh, we got some, um, some news that wasn't so great after, uh, our last recording. So at the end of last month, uh, Volition, uh, the makers of saints row, um, the creators of Descent and a you know a handful of other great classic games, they um, Embracer Group has decided to close them down, and it's quite uh, it was quite sudden. It was just at the end of the month, and it was a, a kind of a just a out of the blue you know uh, deal where it's just like hey guess what everyone we're shutting down, and because it's the end of the month, your um, your insurance doesn't last very long. Enjoy the next like 48 hours. Uh, so. Yeah. I saw that. I saw, I saw a tweet from somebody about that. Um, I, I, I don't know. I guess you showed it to me probably, but uh, yeah, it's, it's sad. Um, they just didn't want to pay for another month of insurance for their uh, soon to be ex employees. Um, it sucks. That's, but that's, that's business. It would have been nicer if they at least given them like a week or something and not right there at the end of the month, but accounting probably had something to do with it. Um, but it's just sad. It's always sad to see a studio shut down. Um, I, I liked Saints Row. Uh, I thought it was good. I didn't think that it was going to really blow. It didn't really blow my socks off, um, but it was good. And uh, I would have liked to see more, you know, it's always silly fun, but uh just I understand really making it enough. Yeah, they were being, yeah, there was, I understand there were some problems towards the end. I mean, granted you're talking about the company who made, you know, uh, who did red faction, uh, you know, which was a classic series. But then when you got saints row, you know, saints row, the third was, uh, probably their peak. Uh, and then saints row four is kind of where they kind of, 
you know, like overstayed their welcome or extended themselves just a little too far. Uh, afterwards, they did Agents of Mayhem, which unfortunately did not do so hot. And then uh, with the new Saints Row reboot, I enjoyed what I did play of it, but I also was playing it probably one of the worst places possible, which was uh, on a uh, PS4. Yeah. And that was, uh, you know, it was early it was a little buggy yes uh and it was it was a little difficult to play multiplayer uh, it had a really good foundation and uh, the i was looking forward to seeing where they went with it so you know and it's it's kind of unfortunate because they're they're this month for september they are now on playstation plus uh the base uh, they're actually going to be having that new saints Row reboot uh for free uh for playstation plus owners uh, and I had thought to myself when they announced it, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. They're going to get some more people playing and that it should be hopefully uh, good for the team. And instead, uh, yeah, they, the Embracer group like closes them down. And I'm assuming whatever contract they have with Sony for downloads or whatever, what kind of revenue, just they're like, well, we're going to cut our losses at Volition and try to take that extra income for the yeah. greater company good. I was going to say, that's uh, probably what they were doing. They were like, well, we can make some quick cash. We'll just throw this on ps plus if we make a deal with with sony throw this on ps plus because uh you know it's we're no we're, we know we're shutting our doors soon anyway yeah it's it is it's pretty sad uh so you know as someone who's been uh you know also part of layoffs and stuff so it's not a uh fun time so uh you know hearts and minds to all them and you know, hopefully you know they all land on their feet so I know a lot of uh, people are doing, you know, the gaming community is pretty good at trying to do outreach for when the uh, companies show, uh, close down like this. So it's just a, it's a sad thing to see happen. And I know a lot of people are also hoping for a return to form for um, Red Faction and stuff like that. So, oh, all right. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's just it, re- it really is a, a big loss. And I was it was I think Saints Row was one of the last games I bought like brand new. Uh I knew it wasn't gonna be the most groundbreaking thing, but I really did want to support what I could because I had such good memories and such good times with Saints Row the Third. Um friends and I they kept us really entertained overseas. Um, you know, I was playing with states uh friends stateside and it was it was perfect in its hilarity and even with the lag it worked out perfect uh as far as we couldn't have had a better time so yeah, yeah uh all right what else do we got on the docket uh next up switch 2 was uh demoed behind the scenes at gamescom um so yeah so what so what are they actually so i guess this is just the code name is switch 2 we don't really actually know if that's yeah, the name yeah it's um it was during gamescom it was rumored that it was there in some form uh, it was, and then it was just recently. I think it was Eurogamer and Video Games Chronicles. Uh, they just ended up talking about how they saw a demo. They didn't really get much hands on or anything like that, but it was playing uh, Breath of the Wild, and it was playing, I believe it was the Matrix, um, uh, Unreal Five demo. Uh, that that little thing that came out not that long ago, which, if it's able to play that, and it's the the like native resolution and everything or like the intended way that means the hardware might be stronger than we might anticipate which is would be really cool yeah um, i mean like what are we thinking maybe a 1080p screen um uh, 
it's not just the screen i'm it's more like what the internal gpu is at sure sure uh and that's that's kind of thing is because even at the the current screen level is, is still pretty good but if you have the hardware that can run you know because the the other the this is a well the current switch is what a tegra um nvidia chip yeah. you know not really it meant originally it's not it was like a it's like a variant that's for the switch but not originally made for the switch so if they're making something this time around that's more bespoke or targeted towards switch performance and this is like their future uh, or some sort of handheld in particular uh they can really make some big uh improvements on it and really have some of those uh hopefully like uh DLSS like you know 3.0 and uh, 3.5 do some frame generation like really have some of those techniques to help out and then that actually may might make it really nice but that's this is all speculation so it's kind of hard to tell but uh, Nvidia has some really good tool sets available to them for current GPUs so they can do something take some of that technology and use put move it down to a handheld version uh, it might be really really nice compared to what we've been getting so. I don't know, fingers crossed, but yeah, I haven't. Re- I didn't see anything else, but other than a little bit of talk about uh, those two games, and yeah, that was really about it. There's there hasn't really been much else news that I've been aware of. I don't know if you've come across anything. No, no, I haven't, I haven't come across anything, but I am I am interested to to kind of see more about it. Uh, I didn't know that they were they were bringing it out um, at uh, these events. It makes sense that they would need to bring it out a little bit and show it to people behind the scenes. To kind of get you know word of mouth going, um, maybe head head off any uh, any bad publicity that uh, that that might happen that they're just not really aware of. Uh, have having a journalist look at it and go, okay, well this this sucks, or like this is good, or this part sucks, or whatever. Um, anything to to make it so they can go, okay, well maybe we, we delay it for for three months or something like that. Um, those kind of things definitely make sense, but I'm just curious. I'm, I, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to a name reveal or, um, or, uh, really just anything. I think it's going to be better. Obviously it's gonna be better hardware. I don't think we're going to get anything too special. Uh, cause that's not really Nintendo's MO. Uh, so I, I'm a little bit resigned on that point, but, um, but it is always exciting to get new hardware and, uh, yeah, it should be cool. Yeah. All right. And uh, let's see. Next on the uh, the news you put down here, uh, Ubisoft's uh, X Defiant delayed due to quality checks. Yeah. So uh, the article here, I guess. Um, yeah. So uh, I didn't really know anything about X Defiant, but it's going to be a uh, Call of Duty like first person online shooter. Um, and uh, so it's basically they. Um, they just announced that that uh, the game failed a a test um, that uh, that they needed to pass uh, for s- some kind of a a, a, regu- a a regulatory thing. So so basically, the game's just not quite ready yet, and uh, they're making the smart decision uh, to hold it back um, and try to make it good. Uh, I don't think this really means anything bad, you know. Um, for the game, I think it's probably just it's probably fine. the The journalist from Kotaku, uh, Zach Zwiezen, uh he said that he had played it um, earlier this year, and he enjoyed it. He said it was uh, exciting and fast paced. So, 
So it, the, the game definitely shows promise. And if it's going to be an online shooter, it's uh, probably going to be uh, a big moneymaker for for Ubisoft. And so they're going to want it to uh, they're going to want to put their best foot forward on it. So it makes sense they would hold it until they're sure about that. Yeah, because I believe this was um, so this was announced back in uh, twenty twenty one. Uh, like summertime and uh is this is the i believe it had to do with um it was like originally like part of their tom clancy like uh line kind of like uh rainbow six extractions or something like that but then they started changing some of their naming conventions around that same time uh and for my what little i pulled up it was like uh earlier this year uh back in uh march and april they had some closed betas uh so I can, you know, it's better to hold off, especially if it's not up to stuff. Um, you know, people have shown that uh, if you're willing to wait and you come out with a solid product, everyone's much happier and forgiving. Uh, the fan base is always better. Like, they may not be happy of having to wait, but if it comes out and it's a solid port, uh, like if they have solid ports of it and, you know, everyone's like, okay, well, obviously you proved it's worth your time. Uh, right. Well, so. what was that hero shooter that came out like a minute before Overwatch and then died as soon as Overwatch came out? Uh, there was a few of them. One of them was, uh, there was the one that Epic made. And I'm trying to remember the name of that one right now. That one had the the mushroom head. Okay. Um, I'm thinking guy, the one that uh, that two or the 2K or Gearbox made. I feel like, I feel like uh, maybe it was Gearbox made one and it was, People liked it, but it wasn't, it wasn't Overwatch and Overwatch just like came out and just like freaking ate their lunch. Um, with like online shooters, that's the one I'm thinking of is Battleborn. Um, Battleborn. That, yeah. Yeah. That had the mushroom head on it. Yeah. The, I didn't know. Uh, there was another one where I don't know if it was Battleborn. I, I don't remember if that one was the one where you got to uh, swing and tether. Because there was a different one that was all about tethering uh, and moving, uh, having traversal movements. There was a couple of them that just came in, went in a flash. Wow. So. Yeah. So I, I guess my point is that, you know, with shooters, they're kind of a dime a dozen. The best ones are the best for a reason, and people are going to flock to those. So you've really got to make sure that you don't, you know, battleborn it. You don't come out with a semi good product because you're really going to have to wow people to pull them away from the game that they are already enjoying. Yes. Uh, and I mean, like I said, extractions kind of proves that point too. It's like a lot of the Ubisoft shooters, they're able to support long-term and really, even though like things come out originally like lackluster, they gave enough support to the point where the fans wrap around and it's like, wow, they've, they've stuck out kind of like no man's sky in a sense, you know, comes out a little on the uh, lackluster side, a little. but after enough support, enough TLC, uh, everyone's like, you know what, this is way better than it should be. And I mean, I, yeah. like no man's sky for as much as they were maligned, they, they're kind of a triumph. They're, they're kind of a, a, a good story now, like a feel good story of like, of a studio that messed up, and was like, okay, but we're going to keep making our game. And they, they grounded out. They didn't, they didn't take any more. I guess I took more money, but they, but, uh, they didn't, uh, take their customers for granted anymore and, uh, really made it right. And then the eyes, a lot of, a lot of people, that's pretty much the consensus now, I think. Um, so anyway, I that's always, they got, see. 
Yeah, they got shafted though in a lot of ways because they were front and center stage for Sony. Sony really pro promoted them really high, and then when they came out, Sony like pulled the rug. Like we didn't know what's happening. Like they just completely threw them under the bus, and that was they got yeah. done dirty there. <laughs> yeah, they made a lot of but promises though, so it's they, they did. But at at the same time, I think Sony kind of put elevated them a little higher than they probably should have, uh, and they probably couldn't really do much. But in the end. They've they fulfilled those promises and then some. Uh, they recently just came out with the PS uh, VR two update, which dramatically changed the uh, the visual quality because when it first got they first came out with their port, it was pretty blurry from all accounts, and so it really helped clear up the visuals on it. And arguably, it's actually like one of the top system like sellers if you wanted to try to promote that uh you know psvr2 it's a really good showcase uh granted you can get it on a bunch of other things too uh but it's just another good thing to have on psvr2 yeah so uh, and they had they just recently got done having a really good sale on it they were selling it for like half off so it's like 30 bucks uh, so that was just like the other week or something like that and uh yeah it's but that's the thing is if you can really dedicate yourself to supporting your game, even if it comes out really bad, uh, you can usually salvage a lot of it. But it depends on how much effort uh, time you're willing to put into it. Uh, you know, games like Anthem uh, almost killed Bioware yeah. uh, because, you know, it came out after, you know, they've had a couple not so great games, you know, much like Volition. But with enough really hard love and support, they could have probably saved Anthem. But instead, they was just like, let's cut our losses. And it's easier to quick bury this and forget about it. And hopefully, the fans will forget about it too. Because there'll be another hot mess you know, in the future. Um, which, yeah. I don't know, it's necessarily the best approach uh, to just, you know, let's, you know, let's go to bed, forget about it, and pretend this never happened. I mean, yeah, that's not... I blame EA for that stuff, but they've done a little better recently, but they're just famous for driving companies into the ground, and BioWare is, seems to be another one of those companies. Um, I'm trying to think of what they've made since since Anthem, but I don't think there's really much to speak of. But anyway, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a tough world out there in uh, video game development, but um, yeah. We'll just see yeah. what happens with X Defiant. All right. And yeah, that's, you know, pretty much, you know, I feel like if they're willing to take their time, it'll it'll prove worth it, uh, especially since uh, one of the games we've been playing recently, uh, they took their time and it shows in a lot of ways. There's still a lot of weirdness to it, but at least it's it's way better than it should be. Um, all right. Uh, is that it for the news? No, there's one more thing. Uh, Near Replicant on PS Plus Extra. Uh, okay. Your daily, your daily new near, near minute. Um, yeah. So that that is it for the news, though. Okay. I think I saw some. I've been seeing some ads for um some mobile game called like Niki or something like Nike, and there's a near crossover with that one. Yet another near crossover. You yeah. can't go like a month or two without them. So. Yeah, they're just I, they're just making money, I guess, off of <laughs> off of that. I. Uh, yeah, that's what they want to do. So, uh, <laughs> all right. So, uh, all right. Well, what are uh, on a on the uh, games front? What have you been playing, sir? So, I finally picked up Alan Wake Remastered. Um, not playing a whole lot of games uh, recently. Playing kind of slow. So, 
I know Alan Wake's not too terribly long, uh, but I was like, oh, I, I want to go ahead and get this done before um, before October really sets in because I I don't want to run into Alan Wake two whenever I need to play that. Um, but I, st- I started playing it, and um, it is a PS three game, but it is a very nice looking uh, remaster. I'm I'm actually enjoying it quite a bit. Uh, the camera took a minute to get used to, and then there's some some shakes and stuff that happen uh, in some of the cutscenes. I think it's only happened like once, but um, it's a good game. It's uh, it's the first words that the game says are the are are the words Stephen King, <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So if you're into Stephen King or you know anything about him or his stories. It's not exactly like that, but it definitely borrows pretty heavily from it. But they do a really good job of setting up, of, of setting the expectations of saying like, hey, this is, you know, you're going to have to sp- suspend disbelief. They do it in a good a good way. They don't say, they don't like beat you like over the head with it, but they're like, hey, this is a, a, a horror story and you've got to suspend disbelief in order for this to like work. So they immediately set you up with that. And it is, it is silly and fun, but it is a little bit tense at times. I wouldn't really call it horror um, per se, not like hardcore horror, like resident evil or whatever. Um, But it is, it is tense at times and it's got a good little mystery. I'm actually surprised at how, at how well the gameplay translates a little janky, but uh Anyway, it's it's been a ton of fun. I'm about uh, I'm a I'm probably like halfway through chapter two, maybe toward the end of chapter two. Um, there's a I think I told you about uh, Night Springs. So I don't know if there's a better way to watch this, but in the game there are these little there there's these TVs, and if you turn the TV on, then an episode of this in-game TV show called Night Springs, which is, which is a, which is a copy or a, a parody of the Twilight Zone, and they actually have like these FMV uh, black and white videos, and they tell a little story. I don't know how many there are, but I've watched the first two, and um, it's uh, definitely it's cool because of how much effort they put into it and how much thought that they that they did even though it's kind of silly you don't have to get it it is it is really cool so the uh the canon uh concept of that is uh alan wake being the the uh, an author in this world he um he used to write for the tv show night springs oh yeah yeah. which is very much a twilight zone or it's a um uh, outer the, the outer limits yeah. uh and you know i feel it's, it's you know slightly close to the outer limits but only because the outer limits always had like a a morality like you know like the moral of the story at the end was this mm-hmm. and he uh you know in this he's also the uh oh was it alex casey or something or no who's the shoot who's this police officer um uh, in this one, because essentially it's Max Payne, but he's. Uh, oh yeah, I, I wasn't picking up on that subtext, um, but yeah, he's like nursing a dog or something. Well, it's uh, no, it's uh, the uh, the lady at the diner. 
um, she's all she's a big fan of him because of the, his book series, and his book series is Max Payne. But because technically at this point in Remedy, they sold Max Payne to Rockstar because they made Rockstar they made Max Payne three. Oh. Uh, so so they don't outright say Max Payne. Um, let's see. So what in one of the they also have like TV show interviews and stuff like that, and you'll see Sam Lake, who you know obviously is the model for Max Payne. You'll see him doing interviews, uh, you know, talking about his uh, his role in this you know, as this character. Yeah. Uh, so, which also he's going to be, which is going to be weird because he's also playing a FBI agent in the new Alan Wake Two. So I'm wondering if he's supposed to be. Yeah. Anyways, I don't want to. I don't want to go into too much stuff because that might be spoiler or like predictive spoilering. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but um, it's uh, I was gonna say something else about it. I forgot. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm enjoying it. Um, I'm only a little ways in. Uh, it's like a ten hour game, right? Isn't that isn't that about right? Ten fifteen. I believe that's right. Uh, I think I might have spent fifteen, but that's because I I went ahead and I've like I collected that everything. It. That was it. Um, the oh. manuscripts. You remind me of the manuscripts. So I thought I'd miss some, but then I realized, oh, some of those are on nightmare mode. I'm only playing on normal, um, which uh, I don't know. Oh, you're I, right. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. So I managed. I didn't think I got them all in the first uh, episode, but then I was like, oh no, those are for nightmare mode. And so I did end up getting all of the first episode ones and I'm looking through, uh, I guess really I'm probably not even halfway through the second chapter. Then if you judge it by manuscripts, cause I've been trying to get those and, um, those I didn't, I was going to save them up and listen to them like all at once. But when I did that after chapter one, I was like, this would have been more, more helpful if I had listened to them as I got them. So because what the whole point of it is for you them to narrate kind of what's going on as they're happening or roughly they have text like um the concept of what's going on either before or after uh your situation so it's a little bit of uh predictiveness and some of it's a little bit of um like what has just happened or a side story like you'll you'll get a point of view of some of the other characters uh you right. know being narrated by uh alan wake though or whomever it is that, you know, cause it's a manuscript that he didn't remember writing. So. Yeah. Yeah. So it is, um, it, it's, it's pretty cool. And I'm like, okay, I need to do it that way. So I started doing it that way. And that is, uh, it adds a lot more flavor. Um, I, I'm actually pretty impressed with how the game takes inexpensive ways to make it feel more alive and more, more real. Like the narration um, is, is spread out right it's uh it's very much its own thing and it's using every aspect of like a horror writer and um it's using every aspect of of that idea to reinforce itself and uh i really like it i'm i can't wait to play more yeah i'm glad you're enjoying it uh it, like i said it's it's one of it's one of my favorites in just the way they did a lot of things i remember uh I completely. I remember getting all the the trophies for it when it first came out, or achievements at the time because it was Xbox uh, 360, and it was just a it was a fun game. The combat was different. Uh, you either really liked it or hated it for the most part. Uh, I found out once you adapted to it, it got really secondhand, especially when you can if you have you know volume turned up, you can hear audio clues, so you can start dodging while not being able to see where the attacks are coming from because you can just tell. Mm. Uh, and yeah, that was a. Uh, no, I, I want to hear more about it. You know, it's like I actually, 
Uh, I haven't played the the remaster, unfortunately. I just haven't had time. Uh, but I really do want to play that before it, heading to the uh, the new game. Uh, also, I really need to do the control um, Alan Wake DLC. Yeah, which I was only I only did the first DLC, and I didn't. I've never got around to the um, what was it the AWE uh, DLC, the second one. Oh yeah. So. I, I don't know if it's necessarily true, but I've heard people refer to it as like the Alan Wake experience, um, something like that. So, uh, but yeah, it's canon. Okay. Like Alan Wake's totally canon. Uh, you find like I think the typewriter in one of the vaults, uh, yeah, and stuff like that. So yeah, they kind of and they they make reference into documents about what happened, like an incident that happened at Cauldron Lake. Um, so yeah, it's there. Kind of there's the a lot of little Easter eggs for that. They comp- they with with control. They completely uh, decided to take all their games and make it into um, one canon universe. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, uh, they've remedies had a history with those TV events. Uh, right. Ever since Max Payne, so right. you'd walk by and you wouldn't really see any images, but you'd hear like what sounds like old timey radio. Uh, and it's someone watching like a soap opera and one of them's like lords and ladies and all you hear is my lord my lady my lady my lord and like for like i don't know two three minutes and then at the same uh, like then you hear some like mobster crying like like so like someone's name he's too good for you or something like that you know it's just and then you just just shoot him in the back of the head because you're a monster (laughs) because that's how max Payne is um but yeah it's just like you or they had um something about the film a, a flamingo just making weird like noises like it was just there they had a lot of fun with their tv bits and then you had alan wake after that was um the uh oh shoot what was it that it was the on xbox one um it was oh goodness gracious i, I it was the one game i didn't play of their series because it was um uh it had that had the, there were oh, oh I was overseas at the time and a lot of the games were still region locked mm. um, and I had such bad time with my 360 over there so uh but they ended up coming out with the oh crud it was it was having to do with stopping time it had had I think Iceman the guy who plays uh in the X Men series the um uh, the guy who plays Iceman he was the main character and they they did a whole crossover TV event um let's see. I'm going to look this up right now because it's going to drive me mental. Uh, Remedy, uh, let's see, control, crossfire, let's see, do, do, do. Um, Yeah, I can't believe, uh, well, you weren't, uh, Quantum Break, that was it. Quantum Break, Quantum Break was, so, you know what, now that I have Xbox uh, Game Pass, I might, Control didn't seem to have a lot of references to that from what I saw, from what people like were saying about it when I was looking up control stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that, I guess, was the antithesis of their, hey, let's have a video game and TV to go along with it. Yeah, <laughs> they, they, wa- they yeah. were beating around the bush for that for a long time. But whenever when Quantum Break came out, people that were reviewing it were like, yeah, it's not horrible, but it's not really not really working out exactly yeah, right. but, but it's fun Xbox to try at the time was they were trying to do their whole um tv initiative this is the one entertainment system you need oh, they, yeah. were gonna, they were doing those halo tv shows and they were like going all in They're like we're gonna get spielberg to do stuff for us and yeah. you know it was I never watched the halo it, tv show i heard it was all right but i don't know it was like i said it was the i think their messaging was so bad in the beginning when they launched the xbox uh that you know it was, it was unfortunate and 
there was a lot of potential there just kind of squandered and went straight you know straight to the gutter because of that uh but no uh i'm i'm super stoked that you're, you're digging alan wake um uh, had such just great memories uh so uh, let me know when you get to the rock concert um okay and okay yeah uh they have they have they have an homage to something similar to that too in uh control and it's one of the best scenes in control full stop it's just like that there's a it's kind of they make a a reference to it and they amp it up to 11 it's it's great so all right uh well out uh for me i unfortunately have not played a lot uh in because of just the family illness but i finally did get my hands on uh to playing uh, a little game that uh you know some people might know as uh, starfield and i really came into this game not i didn't give a crap about it like i was not in- excited about it at all i just didn't i wasn't expecting a there to be a lot of jank because every bethesda game i mean last time uh let's see last time i bought one right away was skyrim and I, of course i bought it on the ps3 which is like the worst possible system to play to buy it on because they had the notorious uh failure of the more you played and the larger your save data get got it ended up uh slowing down the game as a whole to the point where it was pretty much unplayable it, like it was it was a broken ass game uh and yeah it was just it was a terrible terrible experience uh i played fallout 4 just could not get into it as as well and then of course you had uh uh was it vault 76 buggy's crap so like it it really was it, they kind of took all the wind out of the sails i just, just i just couldn't be i couldn't care less uh but i really really like starfield oh, good. starfield's hitting all the right notes uh it feels like uh return to form i've always been more of a fallout fan over um a uh, elder scrolls fan i prefer the um the more sci-fi stylings uh, i like having i prefer bullets over you know magic <laughs> essentially mm-hmm. and they do a lot of things right here um they it just it feels more fluid uh the fact that they launched a game that wasn't broken i mean i made reference to this before but they delayed this game for 10 months and it shows uh, granted, it's not perfect by any means, but it doesn't have nowhere near as bad jank as any of the games I had mentioned prior. Uh, the fact that it's running pretty steady at 30 frames on uh, my Xbox uh, Series S, X uh, and my PC, um, when I'm playing on the PC, it's running just fine. Uh, I, yeah, I'm super impressed about all that. Uh, as far as being able to wander, do things, yeah, I'm currently like, 20 hours into the first 90 minutes of the game <laughs> meaning yeah. like uh, the first planet like the first first time i land somewhere i'm like yeah your your objective is literally you can see it you can just see it right there you just have to go in that direction and then i went yeah let me just do a 180 and i just ended up wandering this vast like landscape which feels like i don't know half the map of or like maybe a quarter of the map of uh fallout 3 it just you seem to be walking and going forever wow uh yeah it's just what i should have probably finished and by like level two i was already like level five or six um and met a bunch of random encounters uh random structures things like that accidentally um stole another ship 
I just saw a ship land. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Let me walk up to it. Like it showed nothing red, like nothing hostile. Like, okay, cool. I'm walking through the ship. We'll go to the front. Uh, it's like the the cockpit door is not like locked or anything. Just open it up, and then a handful of dudes all in red. I'm like, you know, like their their names are all red, and they just turn around, and start like trying to fire at me. So I'm like, all right, suppress the fire. I just murder them all, and then I'm like, huh, this ship is mine now, I guess. <laughs> so got it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's it, they they have a lot of unique stuff for it. Um, I think you should maybe give this a shot, or at least at the very very minimum. Uh, just have a little fun with the the intro and a couple of the main story missions, just to see if it's um, your cup of tea. Because um, even my wife's got a chance to play this on the console, and she's really uh, having fun for the beginning portion. Though I I kind of was able to let her know of, I spent a lot of times not knowing exactly how certain things were. Like I tried something and it didn't work. So like, I'm like, okay, here's like, here's the TLDR. This is what you're going to want to do. Here's my quick tips, you know, because I haven't spent a lot of time. You can find a lot of tutorial videos or a lot of um, beginner guides. Uh, I haven't spent a lot of time with those myself just because I didn't have a lot of time to deal, to deal with it. So I'm like, all right. Uh, but yeah, this game is really fun. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. It does everything. It, re- it plays like how I remember like Fallout playing. You know, I'm having that much fun with it, I should say. Uh, the mechanics stuff are quite a bit better. I kind of wish there was a VAT. So I, I love mm. me VATs, like, especially for the console. Because, well, playing with a mouse and keyboard, you know, shooting is fine. Uh, but playing uh, with the uh, controller, there's just, it's not quite the same. And I, I personally liked VATS because I just paused it every time and I loved seeing percentages and dice rolls and, you know, essentially to see what kind of criticals or what kind of, you know, limb targeting. I always thought that was really uh, entertaining for me. And that's why when people were like, Fallout 4, it shoots better. I'm like, I don't care. I just want VATS, <laughs> you know? That's yeah, just how I the, played that game. The VATS was good because it was like, well, you know, you can turn it into an RPG if you're just not really feeling like playing a shooter. You're like, uh I can kind of game it and and do better that way. So it, it was, they're both, both kind of janky. You know, shooting wasn't that great and Vats wasn't that great, but at least it gave you a choice on uh, on what you what your play style was. So that's that was cool. But yeah, I've been hearing a lot of good things. There's some guys that work that are playing um, Starfield, and they just say that it's awesome. You know that it's great, um, and that there's just a lot of it. Uh, so yeah, I, I'd like to give it a try. Definitely, definitely don't think it's the it's the game for me to to play long term. But I'm glad you're enjoying it, and I I do want to maybe see what it's like so I can talk about it a bit more later. Yeah, it's one of those things I have to keep on reminding me to stick stick to the main mission. But it's just there's so many. Uh, like when you hit the first major colony, uh, you end up there's just so many named NPCs that hand you little uh, story missions or little like side quests and those pile up real quick but they're not too difficult uh not at all but they're still super fun to do and you know there's these certain ones and there's a lot of potential there uh there's also a lot of fluff i think it's i you know it could have been a little more stream streamlined i think uh the fact that their major city uh the first major city has no city map it, that's that's like egregious i'm like i can't believe you just did that um yeah. You, uh, it, it's actually it's actually it infuriates me so much because 
there's multiple levels like there's you know you can take an elevator to hit like a lower uh district mm -hmm. and when you try looking at you can't see there's nothing for you to see like it's, you just have to map out the area and memorize it draw like, your own map is... <laughs> sucks <laughs> i'm like it's ridiculous i'm like how how do you not have a a simple detailed little city map i mean and, but so but when you land in the cities it's you might as well be on a foreign planet you know with an outpost and just random things like it just it's that part was like sloppy as hell yeah um I mean, I'm sure someone's going to mod something eventually. And that's how a lot of these things, like, because of their sponsorship with AMD, uh, they're, you know, uh, it wasn't until the very last minute that, you know, AMD officially said, well, we're not, we're not uh, forcing people to use only our stuff, you know, FSR, like they can use uh, DLSS if they want, like, but that's up to them and, you know, NVIDIA essentially to do it. And I'm like, they probably did that so last minute. So within the first couple of hours of game release modders have already had like dlss like hacks yeah uh, and i'm like good for you guys that's awesome you also shouldn't necessarily be doing their work but that's almost i, I think it's almost a meta game to a lot of bethesda fans it's like okay new bethesda game let me let's see who can crack the code first and do certain things um like the classic mods or something like that let's see what what, what we can wring out of this yeah uh, it there kind was of someone is a who, competition who did, uh, there oh yeah for sure and there's uh, there was someone who was paying for, I guess this could have been slight news, um, but for the uh, DLSS uh, frame generation, uh, someone made a mod and they were charging, they tried making a DRM for this mod, mm -hmm. but they were like, hey, subscribe to me on like Patreon or whatever, or, you know, pay for it, and then I, you know, I'll get you this mod. And apparently they were making bank, like allegedly they're making like 40k like wow. a month for th technically. Um, but that mod also got... Uh, someone broke you know they hacked that mod so so the, they removed drm oh. so it's just like that's hilarious um but what do you expect i guess uh, from a modder to get modded his own drm out uh but you know it's granted they did the work so i think it's fine to throw them a kickback because you know if they're making your experience better why not show your appreciation i'm not doing it but then again i also the game could look better if I did, if I, I tweak some optimized settings. I'm okay with the way, the way it is. It plays better and looks better than the uh, the console, but the console looks just fine too. Mm -hmm. I mean, granted, if you are a 60 frames kind of snob, like I can't play at 30, then I can see your problem. But for me, that's not an issue right now. Uh, like I said, my wife's been playing on, on the, uh, the OLED TV and she's been having a real good time. Uh, so... You know, it's an older one too, so unfortunately we don't have, um, we can't, we don't have VSync attached to that TV, so it's just you know standard OLED, but it still looks really nice. So, uh, better than my monitor. Uh, yeah. So that's good. But I, I'm like I said, I'm enjoying the the crap out of the game way more expected, and I've I've also they have uh, backgrounds for your characters and stuff like that, and it's fun to kind of level spec your character out the way you want to uh they they do some things right they do some things you know i said there's always things that they can be done better but from uh some stuff i heard they haven't it's the game is really they really want you to do a new game plus essentially is how it works oh, okay um or at least they reward you for doing a new game plus uh right. because the main storyline isn't really that terribly long uh in the grand scheme of these kind of games okay and you can bring over your you know your character levels and then you can really start specking out more uh, later on and 
the game is that actually has apparently new dialogue uh, for New Game Plus. So it's just like, hey, you're not getting the same exact run through. Um, I'm not sure how much specialized New Game Plus content there is as far as dialogue goes, but at least you're not getting exactly the same. Um, I chose to go with some weird, uh, some weird traits just to make my playthrough a little more unique for me, uh, or the, the reason why I went with them. Like, uh, I went with a. Uh, some one of the one of the backstories was uh i have parents so mm. essentially i'm paying but i'm get, i'm sending money home to my family to help support them every you know so it's a you know you send them like a couple hundred credits every week in in game yeah. which is which isn't much but that um but hey you get to visit your family so that's what i did i went to visit them and their character models are um they're supposed to be somewhat uh generated after you, the way you design your character model oh, really? so yeah i I'm, I'm i didn't quite get to see it too well like uh but i didn't spend too much time customizing my own personal character i did have to switch it though because the, the one they auto generated for me was this like balding <laughs> like balding white-haired um i don't know like 80 year old asian man yeah <laughs> and i'm like yeah i should totally just role play with this and then i can just be like um uncle from jackie chan's adventure or something like that um <laughs> uh, like maybe one of these days i'll just do a random role like that but like okay just do you know uh i've always wanted to do that with bethesda games but i just end up never i don't have the time for that like to do like all right just assign a, a, a assign a, D, a d10 for different character archetypes roll and see what i get do i get like you know uh do i get a mage do i get a melee do i get a you know like a bare-fisted fighter like so I just, you know, I always wanted to just do a random roll and see what I do. Uh, and like, same with stats. Be like, do I, is my character uh, smart or do, are they like dumb as rocks? Because, you know, this is, this game so far, it's it's a lot more fun as, as far as the adventuring world goes. But as the writing so far, I don't know if it's any better than um, The Outer Worlds. The Outer Worlds had a lot of good writing. Uh, the world seemed a little smaller in scope, uh, but it really felt it had like a good flavor to it. And I really did like that. Uh, so it's, you know, it's like similar, but no, same, same, but different. So it's kind of hard for me to, I can't really say one's better than the other. I think overall, like the, like I said, the grand scale uh, of what they're trying to provide here is bigger. Right. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's a hundred percent better. Uh, there's so much more to get involved with shipbuilding and outposts and stuff like that. And like, I personally don't care about outposts. I didn't care about building your homes and stuff like that. In Fallout Four. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, and this uh, shipbuilding requires you to really go down that ship tech tree a lot. And I'm like, that's kind of not what I'm going for. I generally in these kind of games just go with um, a more of a stealthy, you know, like ballistics firearm like i'm never really a laser blaster kind of person yeah. so i just end up going with bullets and bullets feel yeah, better I, I think usually yeah the I, right. I also i also prefer to have uh someone who can talk his way out of the situation so i always do some sort of persuasion yeah charisma uh, persuasion type thing going so, yeah and so in this case i went with uh the backstory like the background of an industrialist who gives it gives you like lock picking persuasion and uh shoot researcher i think uh so yeah i mean there's this game has just so much to offer uh yeah i've heard uh, it has it all i've heard it has a ton dude i'm I'm 20 hours in uh 
and I swear to God, I'm only like not even two hours into the game. <laughs> yeah. But then again, like I said, I've, I've I've spent so much, I spent way too much time on that first planet just to see what they could just and got my you know got my, once i got my bearings i'm like okay this is i'm now pretty solid i don't really have to worry about much else i'm i'm comfortable how this game rolls and yeah uh i'm curious to see what kind of character you're gonna make i would like to see you probably won't spend a lot uh, of time on it but i'd probably make it somebody that looks like me that's usually what i just go ahead and do is is that just for sake of ease um I used to I used to do that with MMOs. I would make characters that look like people, coworkers, and I would then make the I would then steal their name and roll around with them. And then, especially when I tell convince them to play the game, then I'd roll up with them and be like, "Hey, how's it going?" And they'd be like, "Wait a minute, what?" <laughs> uh, that's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. I've I've done that with uh, two former bosses and um, like two or three other friends. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good joke, man. All right. Uh, yeah. So that's it for Starfield. I'm liking what I like of it so far, but it's uh, I'm still pretty early in uh, on the grand scheme of things. So uh, you'll probably hear me talk more about it later on. Uh, but like I said, I wasn't expecting to spend any time with this. So I was, like this last couple of games have been full of surprises for me. I'm way more happy with them than I expected to, and that's that's okay with me. Pleasant surprise. Right. That's good. So what have you been watching? Sir? So going over to that, yeah, I started watching a TV show on Apple TV called Silo, um, which is a it's a based on a book a book I think not a series but a book uh, where it's in the future at some point, and all these people live inside of a very large silo. There's about ten thousand people that live in this uh, in this kind of a cylinder that goes above and below ground. Um, and uh, they're stuck in there because outside in the outside world, if you go outside, you will die. And uh, they kind of show that early on um, in the first episode. But um, Rebecca Ferguson is uh, the kind of the lead, uh, the lead, uh, the lead role in the show and um she's very good i've i've always liked her and everything she's done she was she was in um some mission impossible stuff uh i think fairly recently in one of the one of the movies a couple of years ago and then she was also in um dune came out a couple of years ago um so she's always very good and she's playing the lead there and doing a good job it's a it's a good show it's got a good mystery to it um not really sure what's going on, but pretty sure something's going on. The show also has a ton of guest stars and uh, stuff like that. Um, uh, Rashida Jones, um, who you'll know from Parks and Rec. Uh, Tim Robbins, obviously. Um, Harriet Walter, I've seen her around before, but I don't remember from what. Common, the rapper. Uh, Lane Glenn, or Ian Glenn, rather. Um and then there's a couple others. There's a, uh, what's his name? Will Patton is in it as well. And then I'm seeing some other people that are, are pretty recognizable. Um, so it's got a good cast, uh, a lot of interesting people. Everyone's pretty much, pretty much everybody's doing their, their job, um, in, uh, the best way anyway. So I'm about six episodes in, I think there's eight or 10 so far. I don't think that this first season is really going to, in the show, it feels like there's too much left to uncover. 
Um, but it is good, uh, and I would watch a second season as long as I don't like totally screw the pooch in these last couple episodes. Um, it is a show that I would want to watch again. But yeah, very cool. I'm enjoying it quite a bit. All right, yeah. Uh, I haven't even heard of it, so then again, I don't have Apple TV, so yeah, that's. Um, but no, it's it's an interesting concept. Uh, then all I can start thinking of is Attack on Titan. They're all just cattle waiting to be slaughtered. You know, that whole metaphor. He burns to death, and I'm like, all right. So there's something going on there. Um, I, my my theory, I, I my theory. I don't know. It's not really a theory, but my fear is that like they're actually not lying that like the people that control the silo and all the dark stuff, like they're not lying. They are telling the truth and it is just like that bad. And it's like hopeless, but I don't, I don't know if they're going to go that route, but uh, I don't know. Anyway, it's a good show. If you're uh, interested in anything that I said with that, it's pretty good. It's pretty well done at the very least. Okay. Uh, So yeah, being uh being sick and being with the sick kids and stuff and not having a lot of time uh my spouse and i ended up watching uh it's gonna be our anime minute here so i went ahead and uh got really into um the horimiya the the missing pieces uh you know season and essentially it's the best way to put this because it sounds really bad when i say it this way is it's all filler episodes uh but essentially it's just um the main series they hit a lot of the major beats but they skip uh larger portions so it's just like it is uh kind of these missing gaps uh but because it's not a heavy plot story it's more of a slice of life type of thing it really doesn't matter because um there it's not like you're missing an actual real story arc uh it's just you know the interaction of people uh and it was it's really entertaining it's really good we've uh been watching it in english they're up to episode nine now Mm. and have been you know i forgot how much i really really like horimiya it's um it's really funny it's really entertaining and we've also i also i've been keeping up with it from the beginning uh but then i reintroduced i rewatched all of them for uh reign of the seven spellblades uh this is that you know harry potter-esque magic academy you know anime uh it's funny i was trying to explain it to uh to my wife at first and she's like is it bad that i automatically thought i was an isekai i'm like no no that's that's the right mentality to have uh but no it's not it's not a, not at all oh. at least not that i'm aware of and there's always uh, there's yeah, always I, a chance that it could be and they're just waiting that's to the ruin plot it. twist at the <laughs> end <you laughs> it know? was all an isekai yeah yeah so it's um oh man how terrible would that be uh but yeah, no, it's 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 really solid, and so I, you know, I caught her up on all eight episodes of that. That's in English right now, uh, so I got to rewatch all that stuff, and you know, it's it's solid. I I rather like it a lot. Uh, and then they just started showing um, uh, my love story uh, with Yamada Kun, level nine nine nine. In English, is three episodes out, and it's kind of trash, but not because of the English dubbing it's because at least uh where i'm watching it they don't have um they don't have the uh soft subs for uh text Mm. so all there's a because it has to do with being uh playing with on an mmo and a lot of text messaging going back and forth 
there's a lot that if you don't read Japanese, you are screwed. Uh, uh, yeah. So it's a lot of quick pause, try to read it in Japanese, try to try to like, okay, all right, yeah, I kind of got like two thirds of this. Um, I'm like, all right, yeah, no problem. But then eventually just got to the point where like, all right, we're just gonna watch this back, you know, uh, watch it in uh, Japanese itself, because therefore everything is uh you know subtitled for you mm. and then we started cruising along ahead on that one and my wife's been enjoying that uh but yeah it was one of those things that we're just we're sick we're tired it's late and so we just started really binging a lot of anime uh, and it's 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 been good uh but yeah that's that's really been all that we've been watching our our end that's good i'll probably talk about more this more later but uh a, a friend at work i um he uh I actually have a uh, Demon Slayer figure that is on that is uh, that is on one of my shelves at work, and he asked about it, and I was like, "It's Demon Slayer. You got to watch it." And I explained some stuff about it to him, and he he went and watched it, um, almost all of it. But he he suggested, which this is the one I've been wanting to get to anyway. But he said I said I should watch One Punch Man, so I watched the first two episodes of that. Um, I think it's good. I'm gonna reserve my my opinions on it um, uh, until I can watch more of it. At least at least the rest of the first season, uh, which I should be able to do by next time. But yeah, so I am still anime aware, um, and uh, I'm gonna try to get some more in here uh, here soon. Yeah, uh, I, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on One Punch Man. That's uh. It's most definitely. Uh, I think it's worth a watch at least, and yeah, uh, yeah for sure. Uh, I'm I'm surprised you actually. So you're, you're brave enough to display your your figures at work now. Okay. Yeah, I have a I have an X-wing, an old school uh, X-wing toy that I got when I was a kid, that I think is worth like 150 bucks, but I don't. It may not be in the right condition. So I'm kind of surprised about that. And then yeah, I have a a figure uh, that's there and. Um, it's it sparks conversation uh sometimes and that's uh that's what's cool you know what would spark conversation you bringing that mouse pad that i gave you for near to work yep that would spark a uh, conversation with the big boss very quickly hey and maybe H- maybe maybe they'd be interested just saying it's, and it's, hr uh, i think the <laughs> the the rim on that would be problematic hey i mean uh, you you can't they can't make a precedence unless if the unless if you bring it up first and so therefore you know you gotta you gotta pave the way. Uh, no, I don't, <laughs> but I see what you're saying. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, if you made it to this part of the episode, uh, we appreciate it. Uh, this has been episode fifty-two of Another Death Pixel, and yeah. Until next time, Nick. What words of wisdom do you have to give to our listeners? Um. Always remember to uh, wipe uh, front to back. Uh, yes, uh, true words have never been spoken. All right. Well, thank you again, guys. And until next time, take it easy. Bye.